0: you listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host... And today we have Afi Tuoi joining us all the way from Smithton. Welcome, Afi. Good morning, Jason. Lovely to be with you this morning. How are you today? Going very well, thanks. Good to have you here. Now, uh, I must say that I think this is the uh, first time that we've had somebody joining us from Smithton, and Smithton is... Almost about as far away as you can get from Hobart, where I'm sitting at the moment. So, it's uh, well, it's about a five-hour trip, is it, from Hobart to Smithson? It is about a five-hour drive. Yes. Yeah. So, it's a bit it's of a, a drive. About about a lovely f- drive. Yeah, it is a good drive, but uh, it's about as far as away you can get from Hobart. So, it's <laughs> good to good to have you here today. Um, now, this is your first time uh, doing our program on uh, this series, Encounters with Jesus, and I would love uh, our listeners to get to know you a little bit. And so, tell us a little bit about yourself or uh, your family. Uh, Where you obviously, we've just said you're up in Smithton, but um, uh, what brought you to Tasmania as well?
1: Well, we arrived in Tasmania in January last year, and um asked Gary Webster, who was the president of the conference at the time, called us and um, asked if we, if we would be willing to come. And I just think it was God's leading. Um, we were in the North New South Wales Conference. Um, we were actually getting ready to move um, to the Goswood area. And um, the calling came. And you know, we um, loved the, the country towns, the country area. And so it was, um, yeah, I felt it was God's calling. And so We have arrived and uh, we're enjoying our time here in Tasmania. Mm. Uh, My wife, Whamanea Nair, or Nair for short, and I have three children, um, Maria, Ilana and um, Josiah, and all three attend the uh, Northwest Christian School in Penguin.
0: Okay, that's a bit of a drive. Do they travel down there every day?
1: Um, well, the bus is able to, to pick them up, so which is good. Yeah. So the school bus is able to come through mm. and um, not only pick up uh, my children, but uh, a few of the others who are within the area as well. So mm-hmm. it's good.
0: Very good. Now, uh, Smithton is a beautiful place. It's a beautiful countryside up that area. Um, I know on the way up to Smithton, you pass places like uh, uh, Boat Harbour and Stanley. They're, they're all wonderful places. So. It's, uh, it's a good place to, to live, I guess.
1: It is. Um, Stanley is definitely a, a lovely historical town. And mm. um, if you want to learn more of the Australian um, heritage and uh, um, the culture around Australia, that's one town you can go to in Boat Harbour. Definitely another tourist place where uh, the beaches are lovely here. And, um, yeah, not only it's a lovely Country place, but um, the beach is a beautiful, good place. You know, even you know, I know uh, one gentleman who loves to swim even through winter mm. on the beach there. So,
0: I think I'd be only doing that with a very good wet wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he does it without a wetsuit. Yeah. So, he's a very brave man. Amazing. Amazing.
0: Now, uh, t- today we will have a free book offer later in the program, and so I'm going to give you the number. That's 0488 That's our Tassie Counters number 0488 880891. Write that down. We'd love for you to be able to claim a free book offer. And if you've got any questions, or uh, perhaps you want to answer a-, a question that we ask on the way, um, please uh, do text us in on that number. Uh, now, this is the first episode for Arfi in, in this uh, program on Encounters with Jesus. Um, he'll be sharing Monday slots with Mark Falconer, and uh, we'll have Mark back next week. But, uh, of course, just remember that wherever you are, you can uh, listen to us on the Faith FM app. If you've got an internet connection on your phone, you can download the app and uh, listen live and listen to our past programs on the Faith FM Australia app. Also, the Faith FM website uh, streams our live radio program and uh, you can also look at uh, past episodes of our programs there as well. Now, today, Arfi, we will be studying the book of Hosea. Um, Would you like to just give us a little bit of a background uh, as to... Um, what the Book of Hosea is about, and perhaps set the time frame when it was written, and uh, maybe a question that I would have is why should we study Hosea? Maybe you can have a think about answering that as, as you give us an introduction as well.
1: Yeah, good question, um, Jason. So I've entitled the series here, Hosea and the Heart of God, and essentially the, the book of Hosea is, is a love story, and um, it's about God um, or the unfaithfulness of God's people, but of God's faithfulness, and God's faithfulness reflects his love and wooing. And uh, redeeming his people back into a faithful relationship with him, and one of the things we'll look at in some of the concepts there is, you know, a husband and wife, mm. uh, a marriage, and um, and you know, uh, the day you know, the days that we live in today, and in any age, I guess, you know, everyone who is in marriage want, wants to have a, a long, loving, faithful relationship relationship with their spouse, and that is what God is looking for continually with his people. And um, so essentially that is what the book of Hosea is about, the unfaithfulness of his people, but God's love and his redeeming love and bringing them back to him.
0: Now, Hosea was a prophet, and uh, there were many prophets who had to do some difficult things, Uh, but Hosea was given an interesting, um, I guess, real-life task to do. In order to communicate um, this message that God had for him, So what what was that, or will we just get in and start reading
1: yeah maybe we'll we'll have a prayer together, Jason, and then um, we'll get into it and we'll see That was a good question he asked we'll see one of the difficult the difficult well his difficult mission that he was given by god mm-hmm. and um, and but he wasn't the only one the only prophet no and um We'll, we'll look into that, and, um, and uh, we'll see how the Lord and the Holy Spirit leads in our study today. Awesome. Uh, would
0: you like me to pray?
1: Sure. Thanks, Jason. Dear
0: Heavenly Father, as we open your word today and we read it, we ask for understanding. We ask for the Holy mm. Spirit to guide us, and uh, we ask you to be with us as we, as we study this book uh, of Hosea today. We pray this in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks, Jason. And so, as you just mentioned, Jason, you know, Hosea was given a difficult mission from God, but he wasn't the only one. You know, we have Ezekiel and Jeremiah comes to mind. You know, Ezekiel, um, part of his mission, like he he was asked to lie on his side uh, for a number of days. Um, He wasn't, you know, to mourn the death of his wife. And all these were, were, were object lessons. Jeremiah, you know, known as the weeping prophet, he, you know, put stocks on his back. His family plotted to kill him. You know, he he wasn't allowed to marry, but all these became a sort of object lessons that God was giving and redeeming His people in a loving relationship to Him. Mm. And Hosea is just the same. And Hosea's ministry as a prophet spanned over fifty years and um, to quite a few kings. And we'll we'll read about that. And if you like to read for us, Jason, in Hosea chapter one, verses one. To three please. I will do that
0: now just before we go on and, and before I do read I, I just will um, give a warning today that some of the content of today's program uh, involves some adult concepts concepts, so if you do have children listening, you may decide to uh, um, I guess filter this a little bit because uh, some of the things that uh, God asked us to do sometimes are tricky, and um, in in this case, there is some adult concepts mm. in here. So we'll just thanks, Jason. G- give you a warning. So we're reading Hosea uh, chapter one, verse one to three, and this is from the New King James uh, version of the Bible. It says, "The word of the Lord came to Hosea the son of Beeri in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah." Kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. When the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go take yourself a wife of harlotry and children of harlotry, for the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Mm -hmm. Lord... Do I keep
1: reading? (laughs) Oh, just, yeah, the end of verse 3. Oh, yeah, that is the end
0: of verse 3. I had verse 4
1: highlighted as well. All good. But it's interesting. We'll sort of unpack these verses uh, very very quickly. But we see here that Hosea's mission is a portrayal of a love story Mm. a love story between God and his people and that of the children of Israel. You know, we see that, you know, here that God has loved his people with a pure, deep, and a Tender, sensitive love. And God has taken to himself the woman, the people, the nation of Israel of his choice. And he's entered into what he anticipated would be a union of a lifelong happiness and faithfulness marriage. Mm. And um, you read that, Joseph. You just want to quickly look to Hosea chapter 2 verses 19 and 20, if you'd like to read those two verses for us, please.
0: Yeah, I will. It says, I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. This sounds a lot like a, a marriage, doesn't it? The, uh, it the does. vows that you make.
1: Yeah, and, and definitely this, this is what God is reminding the children of Israel. He's reminding us today of his vow to you and I and to the listeners mm. of his faithfulness in this marriage relationship, mm. you know why are we studying Hosea? Well, you know in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, then First Corinthians ten eleven says, "Now all these things happened to them as examples, as they were written for our admonition, mm. upon whom the ends of the ages have come." And the Apostle Paul is saying that the reason why. The Old Testament is still important to you and I today is because God has great lessons there to teach you and I. Mm. And so this is why, one of the reasons why we're looking at the book of Hosea, because it is a marriage relationship and God is reminding us that we are in this covenant marriage relationship with Him.
0: We're going to go to a break and we'll come back and we'll keep unpacking this, but this is the faithful love of Jesus. And featuring Stephen Curtis Chapman and Ricky Skaggs by Hillary Scott and the Scott Family.
1: There are
2: arms that we can lean into
0: Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and this morning we're speaking with Afi Tuoi on the topic of Hosea, on the book of Hosea and we're going to be studying this over the coming weeks. Now I'm wondering if you have ever studied the book of Hosea and I'd love to hear from you if you have, if you have studied it. Why don't you uh, share something with us that you learnt from studying the book of Hosea? Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. If you haven't uh, studied it, then hopefully there's going to be lots of good stuff to learn. And uh, one of the things, I guess, if you have studied it before, you would know that Hosea was asked to marry this lady, Goma, and uh, they had three children. So... Um, would you like to uh, give us a bit more insight and information as to why Hosea married Gomer and why God asked him to, and uh, their three children? Afi?
1: Yeah. Thanks, Jason. And, and you know, and this was Hosea's mission that God had given to him to to marry a woman, and um, the the application you have there is Hosea. Is the husband Which represents God Goma the wife Represents The nation of Israel And the children That you have in the story There in chapter 1 Represents the people of Israel As people may know the story Goma the wife betrays her husband Hosea By becoming a harlot And committing adultery And then living With another man Hosea's heart Is broken naturally mm. In this marriage context and so God commands Hosea then to buy Goma back from her adulterous lover, which you have there in chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Then the betrayal of Goma, which is the nation of Israel in this love story, really reveals God's heartache. God's heartache over sin. God's sorrow, his patience, his judgment, and his compassion. And then in his final act of redeeming love and restoration, You have there in chapter 2 and verse 23, if you'd like to read that verse for us, please, Jason.
0: Yeah, it says, Then I will sow her for myself in the earth, and I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. Then I will say to those who were not my people, You are my people. And they shall say, You are my God.
1: Amen. And, And that really reflects, you know, God's redeeming love and restoration for his people, where he wants us to be for us to call him our God and he will call us his people because mm. he wants us to have that faithful relationship with him. You know, Jason, our God sustains this four-principle relationship to mankind. He is our creator, he is our king, he's also our judge, and he's also our father or husband. And so a question has to be asked then, which of these four supplies the fundamental motive and purpose in bringing the human race into being. I mean, did God create merely to possess?
3: Mm.
1: Or did he create merely to reign? Or did he create merely to judge? Mm. But the three relationships of creator, king, and judge are important, but really they don't supply the basic motive to mankind of why we exist, and that is the fatherhood, the husband, which is the ultimate. All four are important, but it is the fatherhood and the husband that God created us for fellowship with Him. Mm. And that's what you get out of the book of Hosea, because it means that human sin hurts the great loving heart of God. And in the deeper aspect, sin does not merely break God's law, while it does, but it really it breaks God's heart. And we have that, we know that, because Jesus died on the cross for us. That's why he came to restore this relationship, this marriage relationship with us, Mm. to fulfill that covenant relationship. And so whether it be under Hosea's metaphor of the grieved and wounded husband, or our Lord's picture of the sorrowing sorrowing and compassionate father, the truth is there that human sin hurts God, and lost souls are lost to the the heart of our loving father.
3: Mm.
1: And so, Jason… With Hosea, we are we are to clearly understand that the man and his message.
3: Mm. I
0: I can see here that um, this book ultimately reflects, and also, you know, when Jesus was here in person, you know, ultimately this was the um, the ultimate demonstration of love to us, wasn't it, to restore and to reconnect and to
1: um,
0: bring us back to to Him.
1: Amen, Jason, and, and and that's what the Book of Hosea is all about: mm. is restoring and, and redeeming us back to God. Mm. Absolutely. And, and so, Jason, with Hosea, then, uh, if we are really to clearly understand th- this man and his message, and how it applies to us today, we must understand it against the background of his time and why God had given him such a, such a mission. Hmm. And, and you find that in verse 1 that you read, and I'd like to ask you just to read that again, please. Yeah,
0: it says, The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of Berai, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel.
1: Amen. And primarily... Hosea's message was given under the king Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. And what you have there in verse 1 is you have five kings. Mm-hmm. And those five kings represents the nation of Israel. But as you know, Jason, the nation of Israel was split in two.
0: Yeah, it was divided at some point. I mean, originally it was only one, wasn't it? Um, That's right. Was it still one during the reign of uh, Solomon? Or was it, it was. Yeah, so it, it, was. it was became after him that it uh,
1: divided. It, it did divide after him, but he was the cause, which we'll see in a minute. Okay. Yeah. And what we see there in verse 1 there of Hosea is that you have the two nations there because you have, as it says there, um, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, they are the kings of Judah. Right. They are the southern kingdom, mm-hmm. and then in the days of Jehoram, the son of Joash, king of Israel, the king of the northern kingdom. Mm. And so here we see that Hosea is ministering then within the split of the nation of Israel, the north and the south. And so to to understand this, Jason, let's go to First King: the split of of, of the of the nation of Israel, and right. leading to. Um, the sins of of the children of Israel and God's redeeming love. Uh, let's go, First Kings chapter twelve, verses one to five.
0: Sure. So uh, again, reading from the New King James Version, in in here it says, "The revolt against Rehoboam, and Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king." So it happened, when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, heard it, he was still in Egypt, for he had fled from the presence of King Solomon and had been dwelling in Egypt, that they sent and called him. Then Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the burdensome service of your father and his heavy yoke, which he put on us, and we will serve you. So he said to them, depart for three days, then come back to me. And
1: the people departed. And so as we know the story well, King Rehoboam, um, Solomon's son, he he goes and consults the elders and he asks, what is their advice from the people who had just approached him? Mm. And the elders turned around and said to uh, King Rehoboam, you know, you should listen to the people. And because your father was very heavy upon the tax them very heavily. Mm. And then he turns around, and then he turns and he says, well, you know, she's probably thinking, well, I don't know if that's good advice or not, but hey, let me turn to my friends, the young people. Let me ask my my counterparts and see what the, what they think. And so he asked the, his friends, the young people, what they thought, and they turned around and they said to King Rebom, you know, you should say to the people, you know, as my father... Made our yoke, uh, your yoke heavy, I will not make it lighter on you and then, if you like to read verses fourteen and sixteen and we 'll see the outcome of the advices of these two groups they were given to to King Rehoboam.
0: Yeah, it says, And he spoke to them according to the advice of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scourges. So the king did not listen to the people, for the turn of events was from the Lord that he might fulfil his word, which the Lord had spoken to Ahijah, the Shilonite, to Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Uh, And verse 16 as well. Now when all Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, saying, What share have we in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel, now see to our own house, O David. So Israel departed to their tents. Okay. And there uh, we have... We're we're running out of time, but uh let, let's just um
1: summarise this little bit and then we'll come sure. back. <laughs> Sounds good. So there you have the, you know, the split within the kingdom and why we read Hosea chapter one, mm. verse one, the split of or the two kingdoms of the north and the south, and where Hosea Hosea minus two.
0: I find it really interesting that it was the young people who were saying, make it harder.
1: It <laughs> <That> doesn't <laughs> seem
0: like um, a normal thing that young people would do. But, uh, Not today, no. Really interesting. And it was the older people who said, you know, your father was too hard and you need to lighten the load of it. So. Yeah.
1: Great lessons there, which unfortunately we don't have time to look into it, but Yeah, great lessons there that um, God is teaching us through that.
0: Yeah, for sure. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. So um, we're going to go to a break. I've just uh, made a little mistake here, but I'm going to uh, fix that in a moment. So just bear with us. Um, If you want to just uh, continue talking for a minute, Arfi, I've I've just got to call up this song again.
1: Sure. And... um, There we have uh, the reason why, well, the split that we have of the northern and the southern kingdom. But there's more to the divide of the northern and the southern kingdom, which we will look in in a minute. And um, but as I mentioned in Hosea chapter one, that Hosea ministered mostly to that of the northern kingdom.
0: Okay, we've got the music back. Sorry about that. Okay. So he was ministering to the Northern Kingdom and uh, we'll come back and talk more about this in a moment. But uh, this is Keith and Kirsten Getty, O for a Closer Walk with God. We'll talk to you again in a minute. Just remember our question. Let us know if you've studied the book of Hosea and uh, if you've learned something from it, we'd love to hear from you today. Text to CN on 0488 880 891.
2: The dearest eyes I- God can answer in my fray, so, purer light shall mark the road that leads me to the land.
0: Hello for a closer walk with God by Keith and Kristen Getty. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're with Arfi Tua'oi today on his um, program where we're talking about Hosea and uh, we've been jumping between Hosea and Kings at the moment to learn about the background and the setting of which this is all framed and uh, we learned just before the break that uh, Hosea was primarily serving the northern kingdom of Israel, which had uh, split as a result of um, <clears throat> some issues that we, we read about. And uh, we're going to keep uh, just delving into that a little bit more to understand it. So would you like to uh, continue on, Afi?
1: Yeah, thanks, Jason. So we've just seen that the, the reason why of the divide between the, the nation of Israel. And we read in chapter 1 of Hosea, verse 1, that he ministered to Jeroboam, the son of Joash. And so you go to 2 Kings, chapter 14, verses 23 and 24. Would you like to read those verses for us, please, Jason?
0: Yeah, it says, Speak to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all the house of Judah and Benjamin, And to the rest of people saying, Thus says the Lord, you shall not go up nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Let every man return to his house for the for this thing is from me. Therefore, they obeyed the word of the Lord and turned back according to the word of the Lord.
1: Sorry, Jason. It's it's second Kings chapter 14.
0: Ah, sorry. I've read the wrong verse. Okay, 2 Kings chapter 14, verse...
1: 23 and
0: 24. I'm sorry about that, Afi. all right. In the 15th year of Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, became king in Samaria and reigned for 41 years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel
1: sin. Okay. And so Jeroboam here, the son of Joash, which is Jeroboam the second. And as verse 24 mentions, the sins of Jeroboam, that's Jeroboam the first, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin. You know, not much is written about King Jeroboam here, King Jeroboam the second. And it's like the historian has another goal in mind, and that is to give us more of a spiritual and theological account of God's dealings with his people. And how his people sinned and how they were judged and punished, and how God continued to work with them to fulfill his, ter- his eternal purpose. But what we do see there in the account of Jeroboam the second, there, the son of Joash, is that verse 24, as you just read, it says, And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, and he did not depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, and that's Jeroboam the first, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin mm. and so who is then if we want to understand what what the condition and the situation of the children of Israel in the time of Hosea, what were the sins of Jeroboam the First, the first king of the northern kingdom. And so we need to understand that we're who Jeroboam the first is. We go to uh first Kings chapter eleven, Jason, and I'll allow you just to quickly read verses uh twenty six to thirty eight, that's first Kings chapter eleven, twenty six to thirty eight.
0: It says, then Solomon's servant Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephraimite from Zerida, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow, also rebelled against the king. I'm sorry if I get some of these names wrong, but I'm doing my best.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're doing good, Jason.
0: And this is what caused him to rebel against the king. Solomon had built the millow and repaired the damages to the city of his father, David, his father. The man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor, and Solomon, seeing that the young man was industrious, made him the officer over all the labor force of the house of Joseph. Now it happened at the time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem that the prophet Ahijah, the Shilonite, met him on the way, and he had clothed himself with a new garment, and the two were alone in the field. Then Ahijah took hold of the new garment that was on him and tore it into twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, Take for yourself ten pieces, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give ten tribes to you, but he shall have one tribe for the sake of my servant David, and for the sake of Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen out of all of the tribes of Israel, because they have forsaken me and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidians, Chemus, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the people of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways to do what is right in my eyes and keep my statutes and my judgments, as did his father David. However, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, because I have made him ruler all of the days of his life for the sake of my servant David, whom I chose because he kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand and give it to you, ten tribes. And to his son I will give one tribe, that my servant David may always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen for myself to put my name there. So I will take you, and you shall reign over all all your heart desires, and you shall be king over Israel. Then it shall be, if you heed all that I command you, Walk in my ways and do what is right in my sight to keep my statutes and my commandments as my servant David did. Then I will be with you and build for you an enduring house as I built for David and will give Israel to you.
1: Amen. Well done, Jason. (laughs) Bit of a story. Yeah, this is the real reason why the nation of Israel had split in two Mm. because of Solomon's unfaithfulness to God, and while you don't read the verses there, Jason, but in chapter eleven, there uh, earlier in verse nine, God was angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from Him. Verse four, his wife, Solomon's wives had turned his heart away from God and went after other gods, and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God. And why? In verse five, then chapter eleven, he went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Sidians. Verse six, he did evil on the side of the Lord. Verse seven, he built high places of worship to other gods. Verse eleven of this chapter. That God told King Solomon that this kingdom would now be torn from him and given to his servant. But his servant wasn't named to you. Read the verses there in verse 26. And his servant was Jeroboam, who became king of Jeroboam the first of the northern kingdom. And so the fulfillment of the divide was now fulfilled in Solomon's son. But it really was because of Solomon's unfaithfulness. And what we read about Jeroboam is that he was a mighty man of valor, pointed by Solomon as an officer over the labor force of the house of Joseph. And so he had a chance and Jeroboam had a chance then to learn firsthand about the bitterness of the oppressed citizens that we read when they came and talked to the son, Solomon's son, Jeroboam. And so Jeroboam would have sympathized with the bitterness under this heavy taxation that Solomon put on the people. Mm. As, and, you know, for them to keep up with Solomon's inflated lifestyle. So it's interesting that God says to Jeroboam in verse 38, then it shall be, if you heed all that I command you, walk in my ways and do what is right in my sight to keep my statues and my commandments as my servant David did, then I will be with you and build for you and enjoy <laughs> Join house as I built for David, and will give Israel to you. Mm-hmm. That is God's promise that He gave to King, King Jeroboam the first. Mm-hmm. But what we do see is the, the, the sins of Jeroboam, there found in First Kings chapter twelve, verses twenty-five to thirty. And Jason, if we have time, would you like to read those? Uh,
0: so, First verses? Kings twelve twenty-five to thirty. Then Jeroboam built Shechem in the mountains of Ephraim. Is it the one that we're after?
1: That's the one.
0: And dwelt there. And he also went out from there and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom may return to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of his people will turn back to their Lord, Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and go back to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Therefore the king asked advice, made two calves of gold, and said to the people, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. Um, do I keep going? No, that's it. That's it. Yep.
1: And, and so here, you know, God had promised, and so we now we have the divide that we just read before. Jeroboam now becomes the king of the northern kingdom. Mm. And God has said to him in verse 38 there in chapter 11, that I will build you an enduring house forever if you are Faithful and walk according to my statutes. But what we read there, as he now becomes king in verse 26 and 27 there of chapter 12, you just read, he began his reign not with bold confidence based on this promise God had given to him in chapter 11. But he begins his reign with fear that the loyalty of the people might return back to bomb there in the south. Mm. And then in verse 28, what he did in his fear was inexcusable, really, mm. because the king, what he does, he asks for advice. And instead of praying and asking God for, his, for guidance and what is God's will, which would have been better, he, what he was really saying was to God is that, hey, I know better God. And I will pursue my own course rather than seeking and fulfilling your will. And here becomes the sin that it continues on in the nation of the of the northern kingdom, as we read there uh, in Second Kings chapter fourteen, where um, you know uh, the the king Jeroboam the second says, and he continued on in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat. And this is one of them. That's why Proverbs says in 14 verse 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Mm. The second sin we see there. I,
0: We're going to have to go to a break and we'll sure. come back. We'll come back. Um, our book offer for today, See With New Eyes, The True Beauty of God's Character. Um, and, and this is really Uh, trying to look at God in a different way. Uh, I won't read the full description because we're running short on time, but See With New Eyes, The the True Beauty of God's Character. That's our book for today. Um, We're going to go to this break, and I'll give you the code right after the break. But right now, this is um, a song by Kevin and Jennifer Petrie called This Is My Anchor.
4: This my anchor, firm secure My soul is fastened, ever sure I have found in waters deep There's a hand that safely keep. We have this hope that ties the soul To the endless flowing well From the waters of His side There I find healing and there I His promise, he will be a priest whose blood will cover me. In his promise, strong and true, there is covenant renewed. We have this hope that. The soul to the endless flowing well from the waters of his side. There I find healing, and there I hide. Through the veil, there is a river. Where I see my Savior's wounded side There a high priest who will ever be Sacrificed for me This my anchor, firm secure My soul is fastened, ever sure. I have found in waters deep, there's a hand that safely keeps, there's a hand that safely.
0: You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM. And we're finishing up our topic today, our program on Hosea. We'll be continuing on with Hosea in the future programs, but uh, we're speaking with Arfi Tu'oi. And. Uh, during the program, we have had a text message come in from Prince from Tasmania, and uh, we really appreciate your text message. But we're going to hold off on sharing that until our next program with AFI, which will be in two weeks time. So do hang on and uh, listen to that. Um, it's a really good point you've made, and we're going to discuss that more in our next program. So thanks for that. Before the break, uh, we did promise this book giveaway. The, uh, the title of our book today is See With New Eyes. The true beauty of God's character. We've got just two copies of this book to give away today. Uh, text us in Encounter sixteen, Encounter one six, no spaces. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, Afi, we've got uh, just under five minutes left, and uh, we need to wrap up and summarise. I guess our program today.
1: Yeah, no, we'll get into it, Jason, and so. Yeah, thanks, Prince, for that text, and we will get to it. Beautiful, what you said. And so, what we've seen now is the sins of Jeroboam that continues to lead on in the time of Hosea. One is that he's not having confidence in God, but seeking advice from others rather than seeking God. And then he he, he makes these golden calves there in that in the passage you read there in First Kings chapter twelve verses 25-28. These golden calves. Jeroboam feared that the appeal of the, the beautiful temple back there in Jerusalem would lure the Israelite worships of the northern kingdom back to King Rehoboam. So he decided to invent a better version of Yahweh worship and thinking, why travel all the way to Jerusalem to worship? I will build you a more convenient location there in Dan and Bethel near your homes. And so he, he says the golden ark that you have there in the temple in Jerusalem and the golden cherubim the temples are symbols which will help you to worship Yes, but hey, forget about them. You know, uh, Jeroboam saying, I will build you better golden images. These young bulls or calves will help remind you about Yahweh. And he believed that he had the power to determine the nation's religious beliefs. Mm. This is the other sin that was coming through in the time of Hosea. You know, Jason, most commentators believe that the golden bulls that he made, uh, Jeroboam had made when not intended as idols or false gods, but they rather as images of Yahweh. That's why he he made them, yes. and so the sin of not only idolatry and polytheism, but he was also introducing something that just as dangerous—a religion of convenience and popular appeal—and that's what happens to people today when they turn away from God. And as we know, the the commandment that. Uh, Second commandment is, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything. And he had, Jeroboam had forgotten about God's commandment. And every other nation had one, had one, and he was thinking, why not us? Mm. But God didn't want them to have an image or a symbol to mislead them. And that's why Paul says in Colossians one fifteen and verse 19, Jesus is described as the image of the invisible God. In him all the fullness of God should dwell. And Jeroboam may not have intended his people to worship the golden calves as idols, but it took the people a long time to associate them back to God because of the canon of fertility of this pagan worship of their neighbors. And so the golden calves became objects of worship. And we find that in the book of Hosea when we get to it. And so the other sons of Jeroboam, he changed the day of the sacred harvest festival. He appointed non-Levitical priests in the defiance of God's command. He maintained the high places, allowing people to worship Yahweh at the location of pagan shrines. And that's why King Jeroboam, he is forever branded as Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin. Hmm. And that's the setting that we have of the book of Hosea. And why it's interesting that after Jeroboam, it seems that he is the last king who reigns with any semblance of divine appointment. Because after him, the kings who follow in the northern kingdom, they occupy the throne by murdering one another. And the sins of Israel in the time of Isaiah, loyalty to the throne is all but extinct. Conspiracies are rife. Outbreaks of anarchy and disordered, continuous bloodshed and murder. The priests are committing murder and highway robbery towards the people, alliances to foreign powers, border and moral idolatries, child sacrifices, swearing and falsehoods, idolatry, licentiousness. And such was the sorry state to which Israel had sunk and why the sensitive heart of Hosea had lifted up his voice in the name of Jehovah. Mm. And so for us today, Jason... It causes pain in the divine heart of God to see his children separated from him. God is appealing to you and I because what happened in the time of Hosea through King Jeroboam is no different to our time today. Some people may be feeling empty, finding trying to find answers, going from one religion to another. And, but if you've seen the wonderful picture of revelation of the marriage of God, God wooing us back, seeing the great controversy controversy that's waged between God and Satan. God is calling us. Are we willing to stand for the truths that he set for us? He's calling us and giving us the same promise that he gave Jeroboam. And that's why Peter says, is it right to obey man rather than God? But are you and I willing to walk with God, even though the lures of this world may pull us in another direction? Because we cannot walk with the Lord unless we are willing to walk with God. With the lamb, and mm. that's Hosea's message, calling us to walk with God in this faithful marriage relationship with Him.
0: It's uh, really a, a a great picture, isn't it, of um, desiring to follow God and also being serious about. Uh, following what he's actually asked us to do and not making up our own religion or our own idea of of how we should follow God. Amen. Um, so thank you for this study today and we'll be continuing on with that uh, in two weeks' time with Afi. Now next week we'll have Mark Falconer back on the Monday program and tomorrow we've got uh, Peter Watts joining us and we'll be studying Chapter 2 of Daniel. Uh, We're studying through the book of Daniel under a series called uh, Daniel and the God of Wisdom. Um, Next time, Afi, uh, we're going to be looking uh, at what in particular?
1: Yeah, we'll finish off chapter 1 of Hosea more intently and looking at how the application of the children. Hosea and Gomer's children apply um, to his message and to us today.
0: No worries. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk with you again in uh, two weeks' time. Thanks, Jason. Remember our book offer today, See With New Eyes, Encounter 16. Wherever you are today, may God be with you. This is I Will Bring You Home by Michael Card.
4: Though you are homeless, though you're alone, Whatever